Some flowers only bloom in the darkness. Humans are the same. Welcome to the Crypto Naturalist. far from Nelsonville, Ohio today, at an old roadside motel that was once called the Whippoorwill Inn. It's been closed for almost a decade. Its once white paint is peeling in long strips. The building looks like it's molting. There's a halo of broken glass and crushed beer cans around the place. The parking lot is mostly crumbled now, winter-brown vegetation lining the broad cracks in the pavement. It's cold tonight, but not biting. Just a hair beneath freezing. This place sits on an old byway. I can hear the main highway from here. When it was built, it siphoned a lot of the life from this old road. It haunts this place with its distant roar and murmur. I guess maybe I'm making the old inn sound a little foreboding, but it isn't. Not to me. What I see here is a human space returning to wilderness. There's nothing particularly foreboding about that. I like to see that civilization is still in conversation with the wilds an ebb and flow of habitat and landscape. And, of course, habitat is why I'm here. I spent the evening lying beneath the old rose bushes that grow in a thorny tangle near the inn's chained entrance. I have a feeling that these bushes were pristine once, someone's pride and joy. Now, well... They're still beautiful, but much changed from their original caretaker's designs, no doubt. I donned my thick, thorn-proof canvas coveralls and hood and slid beneath the bushes as gracefully as I could manage. There was a deal of scraping and scrambling, but I found a comfortable position to lie in wait. Thankfully, I managed not to get pricked by the thorns, Rose bushes, especially old rose bushes, are a little too eager for a taste of your blood. A friend of mine once watched a bead of her blood disappear into a rose thorn, and every rose bush she has encountered since has had an uncanny knack for anticipating and thwarting her movements. Not exactly ironclad information, but 
Roses and people have been living in close proximity for a long time, and that sort of cohabitation tends to have an effect on organisms. Anyway, I wasn't there for the roses. I was there to observe glass mice, tiny, transparent rodents that frequent the edges of civilization, especially where human-built structures are returning to nature. Glass mice are beautiful. They're also incredibly hard to see. I sat there in the rose bushes, listening to the crisp, dry sound of leaves blowing against the thorns and the winter wind. There was a breathy, hollow sound when gusts found their way inside the abandoned building. It was the kind of spot that encouraged me to keep a cautious eye to the shadows, looking for my own fingers rising from the gloom, but I saw nothing of the sort. Not this evening, anyway. I heard the glass mice before I ever saw them, a tinkling sound like ice melting in a glass of lemonade. It was an odd, refreshing sort of sound. Speaking of odd and refreshing things, how about a little poetry? It's time for today's Hidden Lore segment. Today's Hidden Lore is two poems by Louisa Black. Oracular Oracular, redolent of purple cane Or was it fermenting syrup, or husk, or dusk, or burning aspartame? I tap the maple like a keg and search for the vein. I want to be capable. Without a hammer or hard hat, it only takes a handful of sugar to inactivate a whole vat of concrete. I want to be exactly that kind of sweet a tree filled with unassuming destruction. Lazy veins of glowing amber, slow blood to boil and be distilled. Roll Call Cast your life and grief in plaster relief. When your lovers leave, keep and gild their teeth. Pain past scenes in iron-framed stained-glass screens in cathedrals where the light braids its streams. Concentric circles, the shafts bend and seep, and the shafts bow and weep and wash your feet. Light fields spin to gold and back into wheat. We watch in rows with scythes and do not reap. I love the mood, rhythm, and rhyme of both of these poems. These are the sorts of poems that remind me what language can do when it steps out of its shoes and goes skipping off into the wilderness. Just wonderful. Louisa Black is an anarcho-swampist and amateur ecologist methodically inspecting mosses in the coastal wetlands of southeastern Virginia. Her work has been published in Rabble Lit, and under several prestigious overpasses, her loyalties lie with lichens. Breath is the key to observing glass mice. They aren't shy about humans, 
They have no predators, of which I'm aware, and don't seem terribly concerned about being watched. The trick is to listen for that ice-in-a-glass tinkling sound. Follow it, look for the twitch of a leaf or stem, then exhale in that direction. Your breath will condense on the mice, showing a ghostly silhouette of frosted glass scampering along. Of course, only the half of the mouse facing you becomes briefly opaque, and as the condensation fades, it's as if the creature dissolves out of our reality. They're still there, of course. It's just that they're so perfectly transparent, they may as well be invisible. I did something a bit reckless tonight while observing the glass mice. I laid my bare hand in the path of a glass mouse that was moving along a stem at eye level. I felt the mouse run over the back of my hand. It was a cold sensation that made my scalp tingle. I looked down and saw little rose petals of blood welling up where the mouse had passed. Tiny glass claws so sharp I hadn't even felt the cuts. Just fascinating. I bandaged the tiny wounds, careful to keep my blood away from the roses and their unknowable machinations. The cuts stung a bit, but I suppose they're a good reminder that observing nature is best when it's just that, observing. There's rarely a cause for audience participation. Uh, I see we have a new field report. Let's listen. This is Joe transmitting on Crypto Naturalist Frequency 11581. You don't know me, but I'm, I'm a human, like you for sure. Uh, don't question it. Some of you listening to this might have retained a deep and primal spark from when your ancestors still lived beneath the trees. That spark might be warning you that I am not a human, that I am actually queen of the squirrels. But that's ridiculous. Are you serious? I mean, thanks. I'm flattered. But no, no, I'm I'm human. Definitely have a bunch of toes. And there's skin all the way around. I swear. Long and fleshy. I'm just like you. Anyway, what's up? Uh, Let's talk about oak trees. (laughs) Look at us, just a couple of tailless people talking about an amazing tree. Let's use our ground-locked brains to think about what it would be like to live in an oak tree. Mm -hmm. As if apartment buildings were powered by sun and rain and produced oxygen and dropped a year's supply of lunches for us every autumn. Mmm, lunches. I wonder if we'd still chop up those amazing suckers to make coffee tables. I bet we would. Oh, look, now we have these small tables we keep bumping into. Look, they hold our unread copies of the New Yorker. Isn't that good? No, no, it is not. I love the oaks. I hate your stupid coffee tables. Joe, this, the human, this human signing off. I don't know where the hell I put my acorns. Has anybody seen my freaking acorns? Well, there you go. Obviously a human giving very human advice in a very human way. I suppose we could all learn to pay more respect to the trees. Well, I think that's enough for me today. I'll be doing my part during the current pandemic to distance myself from crowds 
Not much of an inconvenience for me, but still very important. Know that I'm thinking about you and wishing you well during these trying times. If you have wild places to walk and observe during this period of isolation, I'd suggest that spending time in nature is well worth the effort. Reach out on social media and let me know what you observe. There's subtle magic to be found. Look closely. You'll see it. Until next time, we're all strange animals. So, act like it. Special thanks to Joe Firestone for today's field report. Joe Firestone is a Brooklyn-based comedian who can be seen on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Joe Para Talks With You, High Maintenance, Shrill, The Chris Gethard Show, and others. She can be heard on Maximum Fun's Dr. Game Show, a podcast she co-hosts with Manolo Moreno, her album, The Hits, is available on Comedy Central Records. And if you like puns, check out Punderdome, a card game for pun lovers. She is very willing to work with animals. Please consider her for animals. If you have a dollar or two to spare for Winnebago gas and podcasting equipment, I sure would appreciate it. Exclusive stickers, pins, shirts, and access to bonus content and strange expertise on strange topics await you at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash cryptonaturalist. You'll find information on submitting your work for our Hidden Lore segments on the About section of our website at cryptonaturalist.com. The Crypto Naturalist is written and read by me, Jared K. Anderson, Special thanks to Adam Herc for use of his song Garfield's Blackberry Blossom from his album Insight. For more information on Adam's music, performances, and teaching, visit adamherc.com. Scratches from cryptids are not like other scratches. I've had wounds sing and buzz and glow in the dark. So far, these glass mice scratches just itch. So far. <laughs>